make the stacks blow, rolling smoke out my nose, leaning on the console. I ain't seen no asphalt in about 10 miles. Okay, okay, okay. I see the look you're giving me, man. What's up, guys? Per popular demand, we brought that original long cut. Long cut song back. That's right. It's just listen. It's a great song, <laughs> great vibe, and I do enjoy that vibe for um for our podcast. Gets gets all my feel goods going. It's good. It's a Friday, man. It is a Friday. Friday vibes. Yeah, man. And we um that other song that we had, Breaking Chains, was good. And I you know we had that on because we wanted to promote these guys that were just they're also putting out more music and um they're getting ready to go back on tour since um all the COVID restrictions are are lifting mm-hmm. and all that. So mm-hmm. JT's out there working his butt off, man. Talked to him today and the other day and. All cool stuff, and we promoted that song for a little bit, let people know, especially during COVID, that they were just, uh, you know, still working on music and still being proactive. So it was fun to promote some other some other songs <laughs> there, but, man, that original Long Kiss song just kissed me right in my, uh, that's right, what do you call right. it? Not my nuts. Right in my your soul. Loins, your loins. <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Something well, like that, man. Welcome to Day One Dollar Zero Podcast, guys. Go ahead and get your little speech out. That's it. That's Eli's it. a salesman. Go ahead and get your little or, uh, YouTube out. <laughs> so, hey, you, know, you can find us on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> Podcast, Google Play, there you go. Facebook, wherever you guys want to listen. Like it if you like it. Give it a listen. We appreciate you guys. We've had That's a lot right. of fun with it. We've gotten a lot of um, and we scaled pretty well, man, especially after being on um, Real AF with Annie Frisella and Sal Frisella. Um, Really great podcast, and that man that that definitely launched us into that next level where we've had a a lot of downloads on our podcast. And just first and foremost, appreciate everybody that's mm-hmm. listening. And I'm getting a lot of reach outs on Instagram from some folks that listen, and they reach out with questions. I'm still doing those one on one FaceTimes on Instagram on Sundays, and mm-hmm. just hearing about people's life and what they're doing, and and where they're winning and where their struggles are at. But just people getting after it, and it's fun to um. To just link up with folks that are kind of in our sphere. And one of those guys, he's not going to talk yet. He gets to talk when we say he gets to talk. <laughs> one of those guys, a little shit talker. Good dude. He's here, man. We're going to tell his story here in a minute. But we've got a, we've got a, a guy who's been following us on Instagram. And, you know, big Andy Frisella fan as well. But just another dude, man, getting after it. And um, it's going to be super fun to have him on today. He was in town for some other stuff. But wanted to have him on the podcast. Make sure it was fun and all that good stuff. But, man, we're excited for it. Today we're going to be talking about circles um, and just – your support structure and what that really looks like, at least for us. So we're not going to be sitting here telling you guys what your circle should look like, how you should be handling your relationships, whether it's significant other or family members, whatever it may be. We're not going to tell you what you should be doing. I understand that a lot of these things are going to be predicated on specific circumstances. However, we are going to have the conversation on what works for us. A lot of similarities between us um, that we share as far as our circles, where our circles kind of going now and how we've protected that and just, maintain our our integrity with it in order to to get to that next level and hopefully that's beneficial but speaking of circles man our buddy ryan is here today what's going on guys he wants to talk already huh? i'm gonna talk so much <laughs> ready to go <laughs> well first and foremost he said hey man you think if once i'm at denver and i'm kicking ass and doing a great job you think you'd um man i want to why don't you know i want to work toward being on the podcast you know i think i have a good story and hey by then i'll be ready for it and i said stop stop <clears> talking shit He's in our little lounge area. I said, stop talking shit. Get your ass on the podcast. And little <laughs> did he know we were going to have him on. We spoke about it last night. But um, a little bit of background on that, and we'll kind of get into circles, but it's it's super predicated on mm-hmm. circles. Um, if you guys don't know, we do a lot of real estate. That's that's our profession. But we've got some private Facebook groups. We've got YouTube channels for it. We give a lot of content away legit for free. Legit agents. Go check it out. Free and oh, real estate. Sorry. Legit agents on Facebook. Search groups. He's such a salesman. <laughs> that's where I learned all the salesman mm-hmm. stuff from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we do we do a lot of that. And 
I'm a super appreciative to even be in a position where people think that our advice is worth it and they, and they absorb our content. The downside sometimes, the frustration of it is we get a ton of people in there and we get a ton of questions and I, I do a ton of Sunday calls. Unfortunately, I see a lot of people doubt themselves, not put the work in, create excuses, and they're doing a lot of everything but just getting fucking after it, mm-hmm. right? And like, man, that can kind of weigh on you sometimes when you're trying to give a ton of content because you see people and where they're limiting themselves and you just want to like, oh, man, like just put these distractions here and stop putting so much emotion behind decisions that you want to make yeah. and just understand it's going to be uncomfortable and scary and hard and time-consuming and still may not fucking work, but you got to get after it. And once you start figuring that out, man, like the rewards on the other side – even if they don't come right away, just the fact that you're getting after every day, the pride that comes from that, and it's huge. And a lot of people just, those fears or those obstacles hold them back. And I, I get way more of that. And I'm sure a lot of folks who Andy Frisell has talked about it. I see it, I get way more of that versus the couple ones that creep through that are crushing. And mm-hmm. I, get, I get a video from Ryan one day on, on Instagram, and he's like, hey, man, what's up? You'll probably never see this, but... um. Dude, I've been following the page. I've been following your guys' um, podcast and taking the advice you guys have. I'm in real estate as well, and I've been applying everything that you guys have been teaching, and I just did, you know, I just got my first closing. So just wanted to say thank you. Man, that hit me on a day that was just like, mm-hmm. I just people were just kind of like just not getting after it. Probably several weeks of that. And I heard that. And I was like, I don't even fucking know this kid. Mm-hmm. He never asked me a question. He never got on a Sunday FaceTime. He never took my time up. He just took what we were already giving Applied it, applied that thought, got after it, got his first closing, and now he's got some other folks under contract. And so he's new to the game, but he's hustling, he's getting it. And to man, I thought that was cool. So we connected on social media after that. And I just, man, it jazzes me up. And hey, man, make sure you take your family out. And, you know, and hey, this is a special one. Like, thank your wife for support. We're going to get into this stuff today, mm-hmm. too. So that's mm-hmm. why your story is kind of relevant for today. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought that was cool. We kept connecting. And then his, his wife, she hit me up and, she was like, hey, I want to surprise him for his birthday. Um, and he just, he talks about you guys and what you're doing and where you're going. And do you, you know, would you guys, you know, it's okay if it's a no, but would you guys be open to Ryan coming out to Denver to just visit you guys mm-hmm. and just kind of see what you guys are all about and this and that. And every other time it's been a no because we don't let every other shout time. <laughs> well, and man, like, I'm yeah. not, you know, it's just because it's like, I don't know if it's going to be mildly interesting or how much you're going to benefit from it because you just don't know what you don't know. So if you're hearing us, talking to clients but you don't have any context of why we do what we do you might not be picking up what i'm doing and when i'm with clients this is how i this is kind of how i compare it like you got albert Pujols, right mm-hmm. veteran baseball player phenomenal baseball player if he's in the dugout i'm sure he can give advice on hitting or playing the game and how to approach the game because I, and i feel like i'm not saying i'm albert Pujols, but i'm saying we're still practitioners mm-hmm. we are not a coach we're not coaches we're practitioners Albert Pujols is not a coach. He's a practitioner. He still plays ball, but he's a super veteran guy, and I'm sure he gives advice in the dugout. But when it's his time to go up to bat, that's not his time to explain to anybody anything. That's his time to perform for the Mm -hmm. team, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, that's how I see it when we're with our relationships or we're with our clients. Hey, we're at bat. I'm tuned in to you, and I'm focused on you, and I'm paying attention to you and what you need and how we're going to execute something. I don't have the time in that moment, nor do I think it's fair to a client that I'm absorbing this in order to direct it to someone else to explain to them right. context and what I'm doing. I'm going to miss something like this. Hey, I'm getting paid to perform here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to perform, mm-hmm. um, you know, but we had some, we had some events that were the way we scheduled. We had some team events and some other things outside of just clients that we were doing that he could absorb. <laughs> and yeah, man, like 
well, we own our own shit. So if we want to call an exception and call an audible and let somebody come, that's on us. You know, and I just thought he was a, a good dude. And so he's out here for a couple of days and we happen to be doing a podcast. And we thought it was cool. Andy Frisella thought we were good dudes when, mm-hmm. when he was on ours. Thought we were doing some cool stuff. He's just like, yeah, come on mine. And that lifted us. That was huge for us, Absolutely. right? And it was no more than just, hey, you guys are good fucking dudes that are doing some great shit. I want to bring you on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, Andy. You're fucking cool. So part of this is just emulating who we look up to and, man, just letting good dudes be around, be around the mic and be around the business and bringing everybody up alongside of us, you know, mm-hmm. and it's cool when you see you guys getting at it. So long story long, that's that's our context with Ryan and kind of where he came from. And he's been gone a couple of years from now because he's already talking shit about how much he's going to crush. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. So his ass will be on here in a couple of years and it better be improvement from where he's at right now. Hell yeah. Ryan, Hell yeah. What's, up, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? Hey, thank you so much for having me out here. Um, it's been a blast. Learned a lot. Listen, listen, bring it back to me. <laughs> cut that awesome southern accent and cut the good looks right fucking now. Okay? <laughs> we already know you're like Florida Georgia line and you fucking talk cute and you're trying to he's all like I can already feel the vibe. He's trying to take over day one dollar zero. I know, dude. Let me be clear. <laughs> Young buck. Hey, yesterday he told me, he said, you're like a, a TikTok girl with a big butt. And then they try to turn around and sell you on how they did it when it was really just the big butt. So that's good. It's not what I said. I think he's I, looking at my butt. Here's what, what I, I did say. I did look at it. It could be better. But you got, a, you got a pretty face. Here's what I did say. When, like, it was context of jokes when we were at, when we were at Top Golf with the team. But it was like, we were talking about people that, like, get a lot of attention, you know, because of their looks. But then when they talk to you. They try to give you like this runaround on like scientifically how they're operating, like on the back end of their of YouTube and their Instagram. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, nah, bro, or nah, girl, like you just got a fat booty and every teenager on the planet follows you. <laughs> like, stop talking to me about about writing code or some back end Instagram stinky shit. You're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Just, hey, this is just it. Just embrace it. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. Well, embrace you got it. all the qualities, man. Well, we'll see. I don't know about that, but I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going, super going big in, surprise. Go into that a little bit, man. Like, um, talk because a lot of realtors listen to us. A lot of entrepreneurs listen to us. We haven't made it yet, which is great because I think we're at that like intermediate varsity level where we're on the come up and we're doing a lot of great things, but we're still obtainable for other mm-hmm. people. You know, like a lot of these other guys, the Grant Cardones, the Annie Frisellas, the Ed Milets. It's not to take away from their success. It's almost like they're so high. A lot of folks, it's just, it's just like. It's out of reach. It's not, it's just intangible for them yeah. versus like, I think where we're at, yeah. a lot of people can relate to our grind and where we're at more. And again, it's not because those guys didn't grind like, of course they did. They're just so successful. It's hard to relate to, you know, mm-hmm. even with the best of imaginations, it's hard. But I think like Kim and I are still there and man, your story right now of, of like deciding to leave your landscape stuff and venture into real estate and what you're doing, a lot of people are going to relate to that too yeah and so like what prior to like hitting me up you know and like making that decision what did that what did that look like for you yeah man i um got a college degree um you know tried that it's a geology degree thought it was gonna be oil and gas geology huh yeah, yeah. um i'm really not smart i just i could do this i know um, <laughs> i know but i uh, got out you know thought oil and gas was it i'm from texas and so that that's kind of the culture um did that you know didn't really love the structure of like you know people saying hey there's raises on the come up, you, you can have raises, you can have promotions, you know, years later, that's not there. Um, so I took that and, and said, you know what, I'm going to make my own, you know, make my, my, uh, make my own path, started a lawn and landscape business. Um, that was good. Um, never got to the point of scaling to hire people, uh, which is one of those lessons you learn. And you're like, you know what, 
if I'm ever going to start a business again, there's got to be structure. Uh, there's got to be a way that like you can step out and it still run. Um, September of last year, I was playing basketball. That was a huge mistake because I, I don't play basketball. Not good at it. Don't try to be good at it. I just went out and played and uh, ended, up, ended up tearing my Achilles. Damn. Um, completely tore it. Uh, that was like three and a half months of not walking. Uh, my son actually learned to walk while I couldn't walk, mm -hmm. which was, uh, that was crazy. So you're not doing landscaping. Not sure doing landscaping, yeah. yeah. In that moment, it was like laying on the, the basketball court thinking, dude, my whole life is just flipped upside down. Was your wife bringing in income no, at the time? my wife is pregnant, and she, was, uh, she wasn't working, um, mm -hmm. which is what I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it was it was just one of those moments of like, shit, this is real. And this is when you had your you already had your landscaping business. Yeah. OK, yeah. this was full full going on landscaping. But if you can't work, you can't make money. Yep. Is that kind of how That's it was? It. Okay. That's it. I didn't scale to a point of having employees. Um, and so in that moment, it was like, what do we do? You know, and that's whenever like the entrepreneur minded is like, we have to pivot. Um, if we don't pivot, we die. Is she, the, is she the kind of wife that was like, oh, hey, you know, how are you okay? Or is she kind of like, hey, she figured out. <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you yeah. playing basketball? No, man, she she's a freaking rock star. Um, she grew up in the medical stuff, and so, like, that doesn't freak her out. Um, life sometimes freaks her out. She's like, okay, you know, the reality of what's really going on is really scary, but she's like, in this moment, like, hey, it's going to be cool. We're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm freaking out, like, you know, what do we do? Um yeah. And uh, she went back to work, and, and I was a stay-at-home dad, which was freaking humbling. Um, oh, my gosh. It was, it so was she's a, going back to work pregnant and with a yeah, one-year-old or something. Yeah, she's a PTA, physical therapy assistant. Yeah. She went back to work um, at a nursing home, which freaking sucks no matter what. Um, the culture's terrible there. The patients are terrible. Um, she went back to work, made it work. We made it work. But uh, thank God I already had the schooling for real estate behind me. Um, it, when I got hurt, it was just like, here it is. Let's pivot. So I studied, you know, went and took the test. I walked in there with my crutches, you know, mm -hmm. took the test. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, what happened? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's all good. He played that victim card to get and, his uh, license done. Yeah. yeah, parked in the handicap parking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't figure out how to get one of those little, little yeah, tags. Yeah. But, uh, you know, went and took the test, passed. Came out and, and got a listing, you know, right off the bat. It was good timing. My parents were moving, and, and it was like, hey, let's figure this stuff out. And and uh, working, you know, with family in your first sale is kind of intimidating because you're figuring it out, but you also feel like, you know, that's your parents. You want to make them proud. You're sitting and there so, with your dad. He's, like, helping you go through the contract. <laughs> no, it, I've got great mentors yeah. uh, back home. But, man, it was uh, – it was it was huge also just cool. to have that support. They're like, hey, you know, we're going to figure Troll. this out. Yeah. It all worked out. But, uh, man, real estate has been awesome. Um, there's been a lot of good people like you guys that, that I've found that's like, you know, these are the dudes. Um, and, and from me to y'all, y'all are the dudes. Y'all are out here doing it. Y'all are real. Y'all aren't yeah. trying to be something that you're not. Nope. You know, if, if people don't mess with y'all, y'all are cool with it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. for me, that's big. Because uh, I don't ever want to be, like, in a situation where I've, I've faked it into a situation, and now I'm like, you know, i got to continue gotta, yeah. to play this It's that part. whole keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yep, in a yep. different manner of, like, now I just have to, like, learn how to keep this whole image that I have that people liked. Yeah. i got to keep it up. You know, and if people aren't into us, I'm not like a, yeah, fuck them. No, I'm just like, hey, man, if you're not into us, if we're not, we're not your jive, like, hey, cool, man, like, that's cool, like, just go find people that are your Absolutely. job, right? Like, you don't owe me anything, and I understand I'm not for everybody. And, hey, guess what? You're not for everybody either, mm -hmm. right? If everybody's just a little bit more honest and has some self-awareness and 
when it comes from a good place of like, man, if we're just not your flavor, if you can't learn from us, man, that's cool. Just great. Cause then you've got to be resourceful enough to yeah. go find who you can learn from. Mm-hmm. And yeah. man, that is so important too, just to be comfortable being yourself because I was talking to, uh, that, that agent this morning on mm-hmm. a zoom call about that. And, um, he was saying that about, it's like, man, I just, Oh, you're, you're exactly how you are in your videos. And I'm like, yeah, dude. And I'm like, like selfishly we do it for, for, for our business. Cause man, it, w- people are filtering themselves. Yeah, like man. if you're too afraid to be yourself, first of all, you're not going to appeal to anybody. Mm-hmm. But then second of all, man, you're just going to be working with people you don't want to work with. And how and do you keep it consistent, man? Yeah. If you're not being yourself, like how do you remember? Like, like if I have to, if I have to be Eli one day, I'm thinking about you like, could probably oh, do that pretty good. Oh yeah. man, no. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind like getting free lunches every goddamn day. That'd be sh- <laughs> never happen. Never having to buy a meal. God. Don't get me started. <laughs> I have a great time with that. But like, just trying to answer like, how would Eli answer yeah. <clears throat> or something like, man, yeah, that's just yeah. or just a lot when you don't even when you're not even emulating anybody at all. You're just imitating like a, a certain genre of people. You know, yeah, like what you think you need to be. The bottom line is, I think where you find a lot of self awareness is like for me, it was like. Be uber good at what you do. Know everything about real estate. Be great at the practitioner side. And then whoever you are, just let it bleed through and be yourself. And when everything comes from a good place and you have the best of intentions for people and doing the right thing is always the right thing. Uh, just, you know, your personality and your poise tends to flow in the right way because you're putting people first and you put the weight of being a professional on you knowing that the best level of care has to go to people. Mm-hmm. Whoever comes out of that, that happens to be my, my personality. It goes pretty well, Mm -hmm. you know, for the longest time. And I, I like, I didn't want to, you know, like someone made a joke about smoking weed or something. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't chime in. I wouldn't like, and I'm like, man, that is just me in real life. I, now we got clients asking me for weed. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but man, and, and that's one thing, like just being around, around you has allowed me to be myself more and man, it, it's only just done crazy shit for our business. You know, it do, there's been a lot of good to it, but man, like I've butted heads, I've butted heads with friends, uh-huh. right? Like close friends, um, here and there, you know, and like, not that like I'm, I'm free of any fault or anything like that, but even at the sacrifice of good friends colliding and, you know, risking, uh, intimacy or something with a friend that just like, man, that was just a reaction you got out of me. And then, and then here's where my mind went, you know, and then, hey, man, we don't talk for a couple of weeks. Like, here's where, here's where my mind was at. And man, not a take it or leave it situation, but like, you know, Hey, I'm not expecting you to agree with everything I have to say. And don't expect me to agree with everything you have to say, but just trying to understand each other. And mm-hmm. I was gifted with that not too long ago with the, you know, because we had a, you know, we had a disagreement and the way that I saw, I saw it was different than how he saw it. And then, you know, we got back to, we had a conversation about it and he understood where I was coming from and I got a lot better at listening to him and where he was coming from. And then the conversation was more about understanding, not trying to one up each other, right? Not trying to be right, but just be heard and understood. And then just giving each other benefit of doubt to like, man, we've never had that issue before. And I bet we understand each other a lot better now moving forward yep. and then move forward. But Every once in a while, it'll, it'll cause friction, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. I think the, you know, the number one thing you can do for your, you know, with yourself, that's credit to your circle. If you do respect your circle or if you've moved into a circle is there was takeaways there that were beyond whether I was right or wrong. And it was more about in the future, what could be top of mind, what control measures could be top of mind that could help 
adjust my reaction that maybe doesn't take it somewhere, doesn't have to go. Whether I think I'm okay for letting it go there or not, how can it not right. go there in the future, right? And like those are big responsibilities you should put on yourself, mm-hmm. and like that person is super important to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was good to learn from that. But yeah. here's the other thing. The other half of that is credit to that person that is also wise enough to just hear me and understand me, you know, and then speak his part. And if I didn't, if he wasn't that quality and loving of a dude, would I even be able to have that conversation and understanding from him at all? Right. So it's like, man, what a, what a close relationship mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. And then great. So think about that because that's an important guy in the circle, you know, and it's not to like change who you are or anything like that, but it's just really here to like, getting better for those type yeah. of people, yeah. but then just realizing how they reciprocate a lot yeah. of that behavior for yeah. you. And it's like, man, that's, <clears throat> that's more than a gift than you might think, you know, and then boil that down to you and I, <clears throat> man, I've had to understand you. You've had to understand me. And as much as like, it's nice to be understood. Yeah. It's just so rare that people are even in a, in a mature, secure place with themselves where they're, where they will understand and accept you. And continue to grow and move with mm-hmm. you as well. Like mm-hmm. it's not, people aren't always open to that. There's a lot of takers yeah. that are out yeah. there. And like, you just, you're not fortunate to have it. Right. And I'm sure you're going to be facing a lot of that, man. Small town in Texas. Probably not everyone has the same mindset as you do. Right. Your circle out there might be a little different than our circle out here. Um, what does that look like for you in that, in that small town, man? And it, do you have support? Do you not have support? You've yeah. been tossing around the idea of maybe moving to Denver a little yeah. bit. Um, talk to me about that. Yeah, man. Support um, from a family standpoint is is super high. Um, but as far as the culture of the town I'm in, um, you know, and I'm sure some of them will listen to this, but mm-hmm. if the shoe fits, wear it. But uh, they just don't have aspirations to really better themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're okay with just getting by. Um, I think y'all described it just kind of like that that old conservative, like, we have enough mentality. Good enough, yeah. I think that's yeah. that hits it on the head. Um, and so whenever you do have these desires to do things in life that are maybe, um, you know, out there, I don't I don't feel like they're out there. But to some, you know, having desires to make enough money to give back substantially, not just to be like, hey, I, you know, I tied 10 percent to the church and, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I do to give back. Like oh, I want to make big differences. 10 yeah, percent to a yeah. church sounds heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things that. You know, the culture doesn't, you know, cultivate this this feeling of, like, let's go get better, like, in big ways. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, I made six figures. I made $100,000. And so I went and bought a $70,000 truck. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the culture. Um, and so mm-hmm. for me, coming out here has been super eye-opening. Um, just, like, the good dudes that I've met that are, like, <laughs> Big dogs, you know, mm-hmm. to me, they're just big dogs. Oh, they're big dogs um, to us too, man. Yeah. Like yeah. We're at dinner the other day and I won't mention any names cause they wouldn't, they wouldn't want me to mention their names in this light. And it's not a negative light, but you know, we, we go to one of my favorite places where, uh, some of myself and some guys that we, we have relationships with, we go there two, three times a week. And ironically, a lot of our, a lot of our dudes were, um, were there the same. So we were meeting with one of, one of our close friends. And he knew he was coming, but then there's other people that, that started um, merging in and man, there's probably 25 million a year plus just from in the five, five guys, five people that he met, you know, yeah. substantial, good, high level, just humans. But it was good because, of, you know, they were asking him stuff, you know, like, yeah. Hey man, what are your pain points? And what do you struggle with? And you know, what do you, man, what are you really driving to be? And like, it seems like cliche questions, but when it comes from a super proficient, just great, like the weight of someone saying, like, hey, what are your pain points? The weight 
that a super successful guy carries mm-hmm. when he says that to you versus just one of your buddies small talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's a different language. 100%. You know, and it was good for him to hear that. And then, like, everyone was happy to help. You know, yeah. like, that was something that you mentioned the other day of, like, yeah, man, we've got some guys that have kind of won back where I come from, but they don't really talk about it. You know, they don't really say how they want it. Like, out here, you know, with some of our – and I don't know if that's a Denver thing. I don't, I don't want to say that because I don't have enough experience to say that Denver's that way, but I can't say the people were around – the top 10 people in my phone that are super important to me, right? Like the Gavin Ekstrom's, the Scott Lefferts, the Brian Shantosh's, the Sal and Andy Frisella's. If I have a question, like within reason of their own time, right? Let's not get weird. They would help me. Yeah. They would help me. And it wouldn't be the third degree, you said a lot but didn't say shit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, they would help. And, like, I think we try to pay it forward the same way. But there is a really cool energy we've got here in Denver where, like, and there's a lot of guys winning, and they're also, like, happy to, dude, mm-hmm. we, we, we <laughs> like, Gavin, man, like, he's he's hired people that are friends of mine for the dialing stuff or yeah. for a, a TC work. Like, he created a position there for a close friend of mine who does TC work mm-hmm. that's looking at like the loan processing, but wanted to stay in the TC work. And he was looking at getting innovative and providing TC work to real estate agents and was kind of doing some cool stuff with it and how to get it approved. Um, I think like legally and some things mm-hmm. like that, but long story short, man, like she's a great human and um, he created the position for her. Like mm-hmm. yeah. the fuck mm-hmm. do you want me to say to mm-hmm. that? You know? And it's like, wow, cool, man. Like, and of course it benefits his work, but he's also, you know, like every time yeah. he talks to me, he's like, Hey man, we're, we will invent stuff. We just want good people here. Right. If we get good people in this in this company, we will win. Yep. And it's like, man, how how cool is that? But he's, Dude. you know, that's just really cool of him. One of the things I want to I want to stress to people listening here is <clears throat> you're a perfect example of I mean, so many people are going to be reflecting on where they're from and oh, hey, I'm just, you know, people around here just don't do this and this. Hey, you've got to be intentional about the circles that you create around yourself and, and putting yourself in those places. And you know what that looked like for me? For me, I didn't have anyone influential in my life, but I knew Gavin from the gym. I was personal training. He was the client of a different trainer, wasn't even my client, but I saw him in there crushing all the time. And I walked up, said what up to him. And then, man, I we ended up in Cancun together randomly. And I told him, I said, man, I haven't had a boss in 10 years, but I want to come work for you. Whatever that looks like, I want to be around. And I went from being self-employed and I was flipping homes. I was personal training. And then I would do as much as I could in the morning before 9 a.m. And then I'd get to the office. And here I had a corporate job now where I'm wearing like my khakis and my button-up shirt. And I have a boss and it's Gavin. And I barely got to see Gavin while I was there. But I got to be there and and around the energy. And I literally picked up everything I was doing and I put myself in his circle. I physically put myself in his circle. And that's what started this whole domino effect of just real estate and being around good dudes, making real money, making a real impact with their families, with the people around them. And I remember just to your point, like some random girl at, 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 at the mortgage company, her good boyfriend would lose his job. And a week later he's working there and he's crushing. And it's like, I saw how one guy impacted Family after family after family after family after yeah. family. Just it's so crazy. Cool. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool and it was all predicated on just like wanting good people to be around it. And and you're right, man. Like you've got to be intentional with the circles you're putting around mm-hmm. yourself. And I think before you go look for more, just see what you can take off your plate. Like if mm-hmm. it's just folks that are that you go like see on that. the weekends. And this is all cliche. Everyone's heard this before, right? Like the people that you hang around that are just toxic or talking about people or just drama or just aren't really getting after it. You don't have to remove yourself from that, from those circles or from those people in a negative way. You don't have yeah. to bitch them out. You don't got to say like, Oh, I'm moving on to better shit. You know, like it's not anything about that. Mm-hmm. Just, 
just stop spending as much time there and fill your plate with more productive shit. You know, like I can't remember one person that like I've maybe ventured away from a little bit and I've kind of ventured into these new circles and it was like this conversation I had to have with them. Oh, and there, I mean, I've still got friends from high school or from the Marine Corps or wherever that like I don't talk to all the time that maybe have different ambitions or just a different perspective or outlook on life with where they want to take it. And it's just not in line with mine. It doesn't make them a bad person. doesn't mean anything. It just means that, hey, I probably don't have as much time to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and hey, man, if you're still out skateboarding, you know, and doing like I'm probably not talking to you out for dad advice or for marriage advice if you're not married. You know, it's just you start gravitating to new people and it's got nothing bad to say about anybody but you just start you start feeling the momentum of you talk to people less and less you just have to let that be okay and go fill your plate with productive things and like when you want to be around gavin like well go in there and and get to work right And there was a job where like you had some skill sets that that could marry up to a position he had you get after it and you start creating Mm -hmm. those skill sets you know and but it's huge but then you also just have to give yourself permission for that right like it's also a lot of support from yourself of being okay to just somewhat let go of these other relationships and if they do confront you like oh man we barely hang out anymore just like hey man it's not it's not personal this is a me thing man like i've really got a lot that i want to get after and accomplish in life and like right now man if i don't get after it and if i don't do it i won't i won't make it happen and i don't have the time to go drink at the beer every friday night mm-hmm. right I, I can't drink beers and go to the bar every friday i can't i just can't do it anymore hey i, I don't have time to play co-ed softball i love it you guys are awesome but it's not in line with my goals and where i want to be and my ambitions you know, like, I got to be home reading real estate law. Mm-hmm. Oh, how boring is that? Like, yeah, man, I get it. But if, if I don't do this, I will live in quiet despair for a long time. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, as, as much as people keep saying you can start over, and, you know, I know Gary Vee talks a lot about 60-year-old people starting over. It's true. It's just a lot fucking harder. A 60-year-old coming into real estate to be a brand-new realtor right now is a lot different picture than yeah. you being 26 Mm-hmm. starting something right mm-hmm. and, and it's mm-hmm. not to say that you can't do it what i am saying is if you've got some desires and you want to get after and get to work and you're feeling that now in your 20s or 30s or four like if you can prevent having to do it then mm-hmm. hey great mm-hmm. you know but like man i was talking to a guy at the gym today and really cool guy he was talking about a relationship that he's got and won't mention any names not that it's drama but you know it's like the it's the girlfriend thing it's still like man she wants more time and you know and we've argued before and she'll kind of like throw a low blow and like call what he's doing stupid or something. It's like, yeah, man, I know she doesn't mean it. And yeah, but she said it, whether mm-hmm. she's trying to piss you off or not, like she said it and like, man, maybe she does mean that more than you'd like to think she does because either way it came out, you know, and he was asking me like how Kate and I get along so well. And I'm like, dude, I'm not always her favorite person. Right. And she's not always my favorite person. She's probably my favorite person more often <laughs> than I'm her favorite person. But the bottom line is, man, like, we align with goals and ambitions and what it takes to grow. And no matter what we've ever argued about, it's never been about my time. It's never been about the commitment to what you and I are building. Mm -hmm. The flip side is what we're building is working. So when people do support you, you know, like an analogy I would give is like, hey, man, if you've been in the minor league baseball system for nine years and you're 37 years old and you're still playing single A ball, making 1500 bucks on a bus. Maybe it's time to give up minor league baseball, okay? Like, maybe it's time to do something else. And if you bitch at somebody for giving up your dream, hey, bro, I think you've got some self-talk that needs to happen, right? But if you're accomplishing, if you're improving, and there's growth, and you're you're committed, but you're also proving the people who support you right, Mm -hmm. then you're 
that's what you're obligated to. And we were talking about it. I just said, man, like, you know, her, her dad is an entrepreneur and he's done extraordinarily well. And to this day, he still does extraordinarily well. And she kind of grew up in that culture, but she's got her ambitions with her career. And man, I don't, I don't really have an answer for her other than she knew who I was getting into it. And she understood that. And I understood like before her and I even had kids, man, she, Hey, she wanted to have a profession. She was working, having a profession. So if she, if we were going to have kids, she wasn't going to be the stay at home mom. And it's no disrespect yeah. to stay at home moms, right? I love them. They're important. That just didn't want to be her. Yeah. So what do we, well, we move close to, to in-laws, right? Grandma's retired. We can have, so grandma loves having her grandkids, you know? And so we figured out a way to make it work, but she just never like gone after me in that manner. But I told him, I said, Hey man, I've, I have had people in my life that have spoken similar to like what you're talking about. And like, you just got to tread carefully. And the advice I gave him was like, hey, man, you just can't be for sale. Okay. So like if someone, for whatever reason, like this topic of discussion, you're entertaining the discussion, which means that person might think you've got some wiggle room to give more time or, or stop doing what you're doing, you know. And hey, man, if you start letting that wedge in over time, they're going to keep cracking it and cracking and cracking it. And if you sell your dream to appease someone else, you're going to start resenting them. That relationship's probably going to go south in a year mm -hmm. or two from now anyway. And then you're going to look back on all the wasted time. So you just really have to see that for, man, you can't, you're not like your dreams cannot be for sale for a dollar amount or for, you know, relationships and someone that's expecting you to do that. You got to be careful. And the other thing I told him was, man, she might not realize the, the weight of what she's asking you because she's not an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. She's not out taking charge and doing what you're doing. And really trying to live that, you know. So I said, man, have that conversation. And the third thing I told him was, hey, man, if you really look at what you're doing, you got to make sure every second of your day is productive because mm -hmm. you probably could could give her more time and not sacrifice your dream. Yep. Yeah, you know, That's like for point. us, like for us, man. Like I try to hyper focus on my kids from six p.m. to like eight or eight thirty, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes I get taken by calls, or we're looking at title commitments, or we're looking over contracts. Yeah, but for the most part, man. Four four days a week, five days a week, I can hit that little two hour window and be super present. I've been working on that this past year, and for the most part, man, like every day, I can hit that window. But mm -hmm. if if one of our team agents call, they know if they call during that time, it's important because yeah. they're in a battle with a with a counter. There's so many offers, and and they just need our help, and that's okay. But four to five out of seven days a week, I can hit that six to eight thirty window, six to eight window, right? And if I don't hit and then the other days I'm not hitting it. I hit like an hour or an hour and a half instead of mm -hmm. two and a half hours. But I still hit like a chunk. And what you start figuring out was like you hyper focus on your kids for an hour. Like they stop talking to you. They go back to their iPads or play with their fucking toys. And like, cool, they just want you around. And then I'm, I'm still in the room. But it's just the fact that they know dad is here and watching mm -hmm. and they can kind of show off and it's fun. But, you know, that's something that I really try to make an improvement on this year. And that's the same thing I told, I told our buddy today was like, man there could be a way where you could give her more time and you're not sacrificing your, so you just really have to do an mm -hmm. audit on yourself mm -hmm. before you tell people you're living your dream or whatever. It's like, Hey, okay. But is every ounce of your day accounted for? Or are you waste? Like, for example, like, Hey man, during your day, 9am to 5pm, right? Like, are you, are you gaffing shit off and are you less organized? So, so now you're working at eight o'clock at night when in yep. reality it could have been done during your day. Yeah. If that's true, that's unfair. If it's not true, if it's you, man, you've been grinding from 6 a.m. all the way, organized, structured, you got so much to do during your day, and things still spoil over at night, you got to handle it. But, yeah. man, more times than not, when we talk to folks about this, it's like you still got to have a lot of that accountability back to yourself and like, hey, clean it, clean it up, clean your laundry, 
straighten out your situation before you go telling people that they should be sacrificing mm-hmm. more because in reality, you could be giving them a little bit more time if you just structured your shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. became a professional a little bit better. Right. How's that look for you, Ryan, with uh, with uh, your wife and family and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, her coming back. Is she still working? No, she is. Uh, okay. She's about probably four weeks, three weeks if uh, baby comes early, but awesome. four weeks away from having our second little boy. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. What Will was saying is so true, um, especially with, like, the structure and time. I struggle sometimes with, like, being there but not necessarily present. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, mine's elsewhere trying to think of, like, what I need to do. Um, and that, that doesn't win for anyone, you mm-hmm. know, and so that structure is super important. You just got to have a tool there, right? So if right. you're thinking about, like, man, what else could I be doing tomorrow or tonight or when the kids go to bed? Like, Eli will tell you, like, you see my phone? I've got, like, the Smithsonian Museum of Writing. Yeah. Not to that level of writing, but I've got like volume after volume after volume after volume of notes in my phone mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. And I get it out of my head. Like if there's something I want to do tomorrow or later on tonight, there's something more that I could be doing or a thought that I had for a podcast or whatever. I get it out of my head. And I get into my phone because then when I'm there with my kids, I'm not trying to remember what I'm trying to remember that I'm going to go do in two hours. Yeah, Kind of like a bookmark in a book, right? You're going to stop reading, but if you shut the book, you might not remember where, where to go back to. So you, you bookmark it. Dude, I literally take my thoughts and I just bookmark Mm -hmm. it into the notes in my phone so I can go back to it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it allows me. So it's just creating like these little tools, right, that allow you to just be more present. 100%. And it's something that I'm I'm still just trying to figure out. Me and my wife are navigating that. Uh, With with this new schedule with real estate, it, it... you know, you seem like you should be having free time, but it's really not. No, you know, and no. so that's that's been a hard thing for us to navigate. Is like what well, looks like free time is something like, especially getting into the business. Like you got to be talking to people, and so we had conversations about like the gym. Like, hey, why are you at the gym for two hours? It's like, well, I got caught up talking to people and mm-hmm. and letting them know what I'm doing now, and mm-hmm. and that's something that you know she's super great about. But it, it's the communication of like it's this communication. Is, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, this is why it seems like maybe I'm not like going to closings every day and, you know, and, and showing homes every single day, but like the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. every day matter. Mm-hmm. One, one thing um, I had to learn, bro, I, I, cause I didn't communicate as well and tell her everything that I was doing. Yeah. So yeah. So if you don't tell them what the hell you're doing all day, they have no idea. Right. You know, now Megan will see my calendar, my phone, and that thing is just stacked right. every single day. Um, but what I had to get better at doing was instead of just coming home and not wanting to talk about work or just internalizing all of it, like I tend to do was just forcing myself to articulate, Hey, this is what we did. This closing, this was this situation, this crazy thing happened. And then this happened and it's just recapping the day. But if I didn't say any of that shit, she doesn't know I'm gone all day. And then just painting the picture of like, Hey, I'm doing this because this aligns with this. And when this happens, that works toward my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I hit my goal, hey, we all win. So it's just really, man, it's like you just can't go home and tell your family you're busy. Right. No. You know, that gets worn out. Like, you got to be able to have the conversation and just realize they're not trying to, like, investigate you. But a lot of times when you're stressed out and you're you're already heightened a little bit because you're new with something like, oh, hey, what'd you do all day? <laughs> you're already taking it. Guarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like someone is screening you or, or doubting you. And in reality, it's just like communicating more about what you were doing and why you were doing it. And like I sold, I did seven deals out of the gym my first year of real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did 34 deals my first year or 32, one of the two. Mildly interesting. The point was asterisk results, not typical, <laughs> <laughs> but the point was out of, out of the gym alone, out of those 32 or 34 deals, seven of them came from the gym and it yeah. was just having deliberate conversations. And yep. when people asked me how my day was, I told them about my day when, 
I was engaging with them. I was asking them about their day, and they were talking to me about, yeah, man, we're put, doing this framework or this roof, or we're doing, oh, man, okay, I'm in real estate. Man, that's great. Like, no wonder why you're at the gym at 9 a.m. <laughs> kind of write your own schedule, and just relationships grew from there. And it was also great because I saw people four days a week on average. We yeah. all go to the gym at the same time for the most part. You kind of have your little f- circle of friends that you say hi to there. And so I didn't have to rush them or push them when they were like, oh, yeah, we were thinking of buying or, sell- or hey, we're thinking of selling or Hey, we were thinking of buying, had a couple of questions. It was like, great, here's my contact information, you know, and yeah, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. What are you working on? You got back tomorrow? Yeah, me too. Cool. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow and let me know when would be a good time to talk about those those questions you got. Here's my number. And because I saw them on a regular basis, I didn't have to pressure them. Yeah. I didn't have to oversell, like, someone ask you, oh, yeah, I got a couple of real estate questions. Oh, really? Want to talk? Oh, put your weight down. Let's talk. Hey, we should go grab coffee right now. Oh, you're looking at some, <laughs> no, it's a great time. It's a great time to buy. It's a great time to, like, you don't have to fuck that. Yeah. Right? But when you when you think you're not going to see somebody again, and you're new at something, like, you tend to, like, jump, you tend to jump, and you work your way out of the deal, correct? Right. Versus, mm-hmm. like, when you see people on a regular basis at, at a place like the gym, and they've already, they already kind of, like, know, like, and respect you, and appreciate who you are, and kind of have a feel for who you are. The fact that they're comfortable enough to even tell you that they've got some questions in real estate, they're already letting you know that they're they're open to you maybe doing that for them. Right. The best thing you can do is just give them your contact information and just allow that atmosphere to still be consistent. See them tomorrow. If they call in a day or so, hey, cool. And if you haven't heard from them in about a week, like you see them every day, but they haven't called for your for questions, and it's been about a week or so, you just go like, oh, hey, man, how's the real estate thing going? You guys still doing cool? Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, man, my well, my wife's got a got a cousin in real estate and ah, I think she's going to go that direction. Hey, cool, man. Hey, if you guys still have questions, I'm still happy to help. Or for some reason, like you guys aren't satisfied with the work that she does. Hey, man, I'm here. I'm still here. Low stress. Oh, dude. Hey, appreciate that. Because no matter what, I don't want to ruin a relationship in the gym. Mm -hmm. The example I'm giving you is real. That happened to me. However, comma, that guy referred one of his work buddies to me and I did his deal. Yeah. So not overselling, not being weird when he said his wife has a cousin that's in that's in the industry and oh well, you know, man, you know, the average realtor does three to five deals. Are you sure she's gonna do okay? And oh hey man, you were talking to me. Like if you get fucking weird, now you're making that relationship at the gym weird. And yeah. that's not cool. And it's now it's like you had this expectation on someone, and that's not don't put expectations on people either. But the fact that I just was like, Hey, that hey man, I get that. That's cool. Cause if I was someone's cousin, I'd hope they'd come to me. So I'm not mad at that situation, and I can assume that just because she's a cousin means she sucks at real estate. I don't know. The bottom line was I wasn't going to make that atmosphere weird, right? And I didn't, and he ends up referring a coworker to me. But he also has friends in that gym, and we all kind of talk. And because I never sacrificed that atmosphere, I end up doing Mm -hmm. seven deals out of that gym. So it's it's just understanding, like just wanting people to win and just being here and being an opportunity and being being a resource for for people but not Mm -hmm. being like a just – badgering them over it right Right. like there's got to be a flow but you're right man some of the conversations you're having at the gym hey man they matter in relation like when we talk about sales it's relationships and when we talk about relationships it's very abstract and you've Mm got to be able to identify and Mm -hmm. understand the dynamic of opportunities and how to play the part of that because like when i did those 34 deals bro none of those were zillow or realtor.com or anything right like those were will just in my sphere of influence, you know, parents at my daughter's school and people I knew from the gym and people I knew on social media that I met in person, people that I knew on, on in person, getting them to look at my social media content. We grew it over time. It was not a lead generation system that I had to uh, equate to those numbers, right? It was just mm-hmm. 
me diving into my sphere. So understanding like that dynamic, it's, it's important and it's abstract. It's not, I show up here at 9 a.m., I do this, I do ABC, mm-hmm. and then I leave here at 5 p.m. and go home and, and, and watch Jeopardy and eat cup noodles, right? Like it's just, it's way more unscripted mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. You know, it's hard for people to understand. So communicating, it's important. Yeah. Ryan, I know you got a flight to catch, bro. Yeah. We'll have to do round two. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Where, Does he where get can... the fuck out of here right now? You got an Uber for him? I think so. I do. That's how we roll, by the way, guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I pick you up from the airport, but then you're going to drive your ass back. That's, That's right. That's not. right. Uh, man, how can people reach you, bro? Man, Instagram is Ryan Brightwell. Okay. Um, Facebook, Ryan Charles Brightwell. Cool. I swear to God, he looks like Florida George Line. I'm not that interesting. And your last uh, name is Brightwell. Come on. Can <laughs> so you be cheery. any more positive? So cheery. I know. You get to see you know, pictures of my kid and right. super cute redhead. Not fun. Good, good, man. Isn't that fun? Absolutely, man. Wow. Super fun. Appreciate you being on, bro. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. That's uh, day $1.00, guys. Yeah, let's do a round two. We'll do, Um, I know we, we've got a couple good points that we spoke about today, so we'll, we'll get off the mic right now, and I think next time we'll do the podcast from the time after that, we'll circle back around with some mm-hmm. good friend stories and just yeah. giving yourself permission and then just how we mitigate some of our, our circle right. and how we ventured into new circles and then our obligation to being a great person in that circle. And we'll talk about not only the people you want to put yourself around, but I think what I want to give you guys something today to, to think about at the end of this one, moving into the next one is making sure you are a value add to that circle. It's not just what you could, cause you don't want to inadvertently start making yourself a taker yeah. because you're so engaged on that stuff. You got to understand as you get and you venture into these new circles, you've got to be a value add for other people as well. Right? Like that's super important. So with that being said, we'll, we'll cover that in the next podcast. Hey, you guys enjoy of, your Friday. Speaking of value add next time I come to Denver, whether I'm here for a visit or if I move here, I'm going to teach Will how to swing a golf club. Oh, uh, man. Listen, oh, hey, yeah. Throw me on that list, too, bro. <laughs> Let me just say this, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> if you're so good at your golf club swing. You ain't doing deals. I'm just wondering how many deals you're doing. Because <laughs> if I'm looking at your golf swing, you can look at my business, and we'll, we'll let hey, those Hey, 100%. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of where my deals are right now. I'm new. <laughs> so maybe the golf swing, Fair it'll enough. fade away, Fair but enough. for now. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't he something I fucking <laughs> – Hey, listen like to me. I love young bucks that are coming up that are, like, hell hungry. Yeah. hungry. Because I feel like that's how we are to Andy yeah. and Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we got guys that are hungry at us, it keeps me fucking going. So I when like you go it. to sleep tonight, I won't be sleeping. I'll be fucking working. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, guys. Day one dollars. Zero out. out.